but I totally agree with the sentiment. Yeah. Um, Gordon Ramsay is a good one too, but I feel like Gordon Ramsay probably doesn't like, I bet you if you go back three months after like he left, those restaurants have failed anyways. Probably. Like how many of them, how many of them like actually like, Oh, thanks Gordon. Now, now that you came here, we're like a successful business. We're raking in the money and we're all, our family is no longer in turmoil. Hey, what's going on guys? I'm Jake Weston. Welcome back to another episode of Brews and Brews Reviews, the show of cold drinks and even colder takes. So this is part two of episode three, the NBA playoff episodes uh, with Liam Riley, where we go over regular season awards, make our predictions for the first round of the playoffs and more. If you haven't listen to that episode yet make sure to go check it out at brews and brews reviews on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts now i know it's getting late and we're through the first round at this point not to fret a lot of this stuff is still relevant as we go over regular season awards as well as do a deep dive on the career achievements of number five all-time nba assists leader and current point guard of the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul. Now, Paul and the Suns are currently battling it out in round two of the Western Conference NBA playoffs where they are facing off against a tough Denver Nuggets team. I very wrongly predicted the Phoenix Suns to lose to the Lakers in the first round, as I'm sure a lot of people did, but at least I'm staying true to the nature of the show with that particularly cold take. Um, aside from that though, I think Liam and I covered the, uh, first round pretty well. I thought we were pretty accurate, but, uh, if you disagree with any of that, uh, make sure to let me know in the comments. So just before we get into it, I know it's technically still episode three, but of course, if I'm dropping a full other pod, I got to do another brew review for you guys. So today we've got the Steamworks flagship hazy IPA, uh, just from, a stone's throw uh brewery right in vancouver gastown steamworks so here it goes let's take a let's take a look uh, not bad first taste oh 6.7 6.7 so it's kind of what you want in an ipa it'll that strong little 6.7 percent uh alcohol per volume that'll put some hairs on your chest um really not bad not a bad tasting uh ipa there you know what you know already after only two or three sips i can tell it's already elite you know not a bad aftertaste like kind of your uh your signature IPA taste, a little bit of bitterness. You can taste the hops there. Strong 6.7%. Put some hair on your chest. You know what? This one's elite. I'm going to give it an 8.7. First elite one. That's number one in the uh, leaderboard so far. Great tasting beer. Great IPA. Really great work from Steamworks there. 
super respectable brew. So there we have it guys. The Steamworks flagship hazy IPA, 8.7 everybody. Super smooth tasting IPA. Um, yeah, there we go. And now back to the good stuff. Hey, we're back. All right, we're back. All right, so that's it for the West. Um, I guess we're not, are we going to do like second round stuff or? I can do, we can like breeze through it if you want to do that. I have it, I have it all planned out if you'd like. Or we can just do first round up to you. You're the host. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's swing over to the East and do the first round first. So we've already discussed Heat Bucks. Um, so you got the Bucks going further. Yeah. Um, you you might have you might have swayed me. You might have swayed me. On the bucks. You know, I was I was picking I was picking the Heat as an upset team. Just I think as... I think it was a huge. I think it's huge that they won the first game. And the one thing to look out for is Giannis looked like he hurt himself. Um, in that game, he like reached out for a screen and like it looked like his elbow locked out in a really bad way, and he put his shooting sleeve on, and he looked didn't look good. So. If he's injured, then it's obviously they're done. Um, but he finished the game, so yeah. All right, so we'll see. But that 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 could be an upset there. I mean, mm-hmm. heat culture, heat culture, Spolstra, Bam out of bio. Totally happen. Yeah, yeah, it could, could happen. happen. Um, we got uh, Sixers Wizards. We both agreed it's going to be Sixers. Maybe Wizards get a game. Um, Nets Celtics. That's pretty easy. Uh, Brooklyn and four. Brooklyn and four. Brooklyn and four. That's what I have. But let's see. Let me check the score real quick. Okay, Brooklyn's the winning. Yeah, Brooklyn and four. I think Jason. I think the Celtics are going to roll over the second they have adversity. Jason Tatum's going to like go sit on the bench and go think about tacos or something. I don't know. Kyrie's gonna gonna cook them for forty every single game, and then and then after they lose, the Celtics are going to go over and. And kisses nuts, pardon my language. <laughs> yes, they will. The Celtic, every time, every single time the Celtics have played the Nets this season, it's been Kyrie cooks them for 40. And then the whole Celtics roster goes over to Kyrie and kisses him on the cheek, gives him big hugs, talks about what a great teammate he's been. It's like, it's, yeah. it's the softest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty pathetic. Like, yeah, the Celtics, they're in a bad spot how soft they are they got to figure that out yeah um i guess that that leaves us with the knicks hawks knicks hawks this is a tough one this is a fun one it's going to be a great series both young teams um the two stars obviously julius randall trey young um i feel like trey young is kind of like He's he's almost as whiny as Luca, but for some reason the refs just respect him more because <laughs> he has it's this so thing annoying. where he he takes like two or three dribbles, he gets the ball just outside the the three point line, he takes two dribbles, and someone behind him he he checks his shoulder, someone's behind him, and he just jumps up, sticks his ass out, and yeah. gets a foul, and he does that every single play, he gets the most free throws. But the thing is, I don't think he's going to get those same calls in the yes, playoffs. I agree. I, I'll just, I'm just going to be straight up. I'm like, I hate Trey Young as a player. Not a fan at all. I don't like the way he plays. 
and I don't like the way he like acts all entitled. And so I'm, I'm a pretty big, like, I'm actually, I like most of the players around him. I just don't like him because he, he's got a bit of a little guy syndrome too. Like he, who, who even do the Hawks have besides him and so Gallinari? They got, um, <clears throat> they obviously have Bogdanovich. They signed in free agency. Um, oh, he's been, he's, he's been insane. He's pretty he's solid. Yeah. Really good. And then if DeAndre Hunter's healthy, he's like, he's really good. He's going to be the best player on that team. If he's, if he turns, everything turns out right for him. But he was, he's, he had knee surgery this year and he's been kind of messed up all year. Um, if he's healthy, like they've got a, a better shot. Uh, you know, Clint Capella's all right. John Collins is all right. They've got a lot of depth though. They've got like, you know, they can play, they can go 10 deep. So. So, okay. The other thing is though, Julius Randall's an MVP candidate this year. I, yeah. Like it wasn't really a serious can't like nod. It was just kind of like, you know, Celtics were trash last year. No one expected them to go this far. Julius Randle has been basically Zion Williamson with more assists. Just He's like really good, really really good, solid. Um, Derek Rose has been going off, six man of the year candidate. Yes, Derek Rose has been awesome. Which everyone loves to see. You yes, can't hate on Derek Rose. If you yeah. do, go to hell. Stop watching. Yeah, unsubscribe. Get off yeah. this channel i hate I'm a you big derrick rose guy so yeah everyone loves derrick rose um so i i've Garrett. got i've got the knicks winning in six let me see i think i got the same thing yes i do i think uh i think there's the hawks are gonna really struggle with julius randall like they just don't have any bodies to throw at him like people were saying deandre hunter if he's healthy but Julius Randle has got like at least 40 pounds on him and he's just stronger and he's bigger. And like, I love DeAndre Hunter, but he's just doesn't have a shot against Julius Randle right now, especially if he's injured his knees. He can't, he can't keep up with him. So I think, and everything the Knicks do is based on Julius Randle. I've watched a fair number of their games because they're fun to watch now. And yeah, I just don't see, and I don't see Trey young getting the calls, like you said, and I see Trey young getting really like, frustrated in game like game three right and i mean shots and and sucking it's it's gonna be his first time in the playoffs so and when derrick rose checks into the game it's gonna be like straight to the basket every play oh big time like and like if trey they're just gonna run some some uh some action get get trey young switched on to one of their guards if it's rj barrett then it's gonna be like he's just gonna get by him on strength and if it's derrick rose it's to the basket and uh like Trey Young is like one of the worst defenders in the league, and that's going to be like a huge problem for Atlanta for the next however long they have Trey Young, ten years. It's going right. To be a right. Okay. I could I could see things working out for Atlanta where like New York just brick all their shots, and Julius Randle, you know, is a playoff choker or whatever, and <laughs> and RJ Barrett sucks out, he craters, but I don't really see it happening. I think Julius Randle's pretty solid, and I and I think I, I don't see him choking. He's yeah. he's been so solid. He's been just like lighting been, it up. Yeah, he's been going like head to head with all these huge players. He's like he's not you know shrinking. He's he, he doesn't he shrink in crunch time. Yeah, so I'm taking the Knicks. They have had trouble closing close games sometimes, um, but the Hawks are not the Lakers or the clippers or whatever they're the hawks so i think they've got a pretty good shot right and then i mean even if that does happen just give the ball to derrick rose yeah i mean derrick rose is a closer for them like he can do that 
uh, and no one on the Hawks can guard. Like Bogdanovich isn't staying in front of him. You know, DeAndre. If DeAndre Hunter's on him, then they gotta dump it into to Julius Randle, who's gonna get a bucket. So. Right. Okay. And then okay. So, that's all well and good. Let's move on to the second round. I I want to say, I think, I think the Sixers probably have the easiest path yeah, to sure. the conference final. Yeah. I so. Mean, the Wizards like, are not Hawks, a strong like team. Hawks are uh, Hawks are Knicks. They got to play in the second round. Like that's that's close to a sweep, really. That's a wrap. Both series yeah. are a wrap. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us uh, the other side, either Heat or the Bucks against the Nets. Either team are quite resilient, especially with the addition of Drew Holiday onto yeah. onto. Uh, the Bucks. I mean, obviously, it depends on on uh, the health of Giannis. Um, we'll see. So we'll see about that. But um, I think the Nets have a much more difficult route to the conference final, whether it's the Bucks or the Heat. They they have to face in the next round. I mean, first round. Celt- Celtics. Hate to see it. They're so off. That's a sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either Heat or Bucks, that they're going to get some trouble. Yeah, I mean, because their defense is like, is it really is that bad? Uh, they, they can they can all turn like all those guys can turn it on. Um, like Kyrie Irving is not that bad of a defender in the playoffs. He he kind of turns it on. James Harden is not that bad. He has his playoffs. moments. Harden has like, his moments. Well, he has his like his you know three times a game he'll get posted up and the commentators will be like oh look at Harden he's actually a good defender and it's like well his big ass can handle dudes in the post but he's not actually trying that hard outside of the post um yeah no so you know they're gonna like yeah Mark Jackson's gonna say oh there goes that man or whatever when James Harden like gets a steal on a, on the post but it doesn't matter there's like in the long run um they're 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 gonna get hey, scored can, I, can I have your can I have your Mark Jackson impression oh, no. oh, mama there goes that man that's my, that's my <laughs> there it is yeah. um yeah. yeah well mark jackson is like he's his contrast with, with uh jeff van gundy is pretty solid like mark jackson is very annoying but jeff van gundy is like as good as he gets so they they kind of bounce each other out my favorite is mike breen oh he's solid yeah he's, he's great yeah um but yeah i think brooklyn is getting scored on like uh by honestly by by milwaukee a lot by miami you know, I, Miami's going to have trouble with their with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo both not being able to shoot. Um, and but you know, I just think Brooklyn and Brooklyn also like their bigs are not like Bam is can work Blake Griffin and Giannis can work Blake Griffin. And uh, so I still have Brooklyn winning though because like I don't I think neither team neither I think Milwaukee is not ready. They're not like they're just not there. Uh, like offensively, they Giannis they just can't execute the way they need to, and uh, Miami just I think they have a they, they're not as good as people think they are. Like Tyler Hero is not that good, so he's not James Harden. No, the, fa- the fact that Pat Riley didn't want to give up Tyler Hero for James Harden is just. I mean, if Miami if Miami had traded uh, Tyler Hero for Kyle Lowry, then there'd be it'd be a different conversation because that team would be really good. Like. They they could I could see them winning the championship with Kyle Lowry right now. But Man, any of the now, teams, you know. like if Lakers, if the Lakers had gotten Kyle Lowry and just given up, what was it like Taylor Horton Tucker and a couple? I don't teams, believe so. that was real. I think they were using that to like 
to like bid up the Sixers because I can't imagine the Raptors getting Talon Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry. I just like Talon Horton Tucker is not is fine. Like he's he's like if he wasn't playing on the Lakers, we wouldn't talk about him. So um, I like yeah, that take. If the, six, if the, like if the Sixers take. go, out, I, I haven't uh, heard that before. Oh, I haven't I heard mean, that. It's like Kyle Kuzma three years ago. It's like if the, if Kyle Kuzma was on the the Hawks, then no one would care about Kyle Kuzma. It's true. All right. Um, okay, so Sixers Nets. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, in the conference finals. Yeah. Yes, I have I have Sixers and seven. I got the Nets. That that was just games. that one was just too hard for me though. I I yeah. mean, if if Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, all both play really well. They've so I love Tobias Harris as well. Um, who else do they have? Danny Green. Danny Danny Green, shut up! <laughs> Get out! Stop it! Stop Shake it! Milton. They got Shake Milton. Shake Milton's good. Um, Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul. He's 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 a dog. Oh, he can sure, defend. Yeah. He's really yeah. good. Oh yeah. Okay, so I mean, it could go either way. It. I mean, on paper, it should be the Nets. This one was too difficult for me to decide. But yeah, I had the Nets coming out of it just because yeah. they've got so much firepower. It's just – I mean, you, you picked the more controversial team, which I respect. Yeah. Well, I like – I mean, obviously, if you can tell by the, my pick so far, then I'm kind of going for uh, a bit contrarian here. But, I mean, you, you um, get more respect for, for yeah. picking the, the, uh, yeah. the I just controversial think really, like, I think Philadelphia is really good, and I think um, – like, what are they going to do, do about Joel Embiid? They can't, Nothing. They can't. They can't do anything. And so, like, unless they get him in foul trouble, which I hope doesn't happen because that's just going to be bad for the – it's going to be a boring series if they get Joel Embiid in foul trouble. Um, unless he gets in foul trouble, I think he's going to dominate them offensively. And then defensively, they're going to not be able to get to the rim as well as they would like because Ben Simmons is going to be on one of the primary ball handlers and Embiid is going to be there in the paint waiting. And, you know, the rest of the guys around them, like, you know, Thibel and uh, – you know, and Danny Green, as much as we hate on him, he's like, he can, he can defend sometimes. Like he's pretty solid sometimes. Um, I just think the the Sixers are are, are finally going to be there. Like they're legit. Okay, what what would you say? I'm okay. So one of the main destinations, which I'm really surprised about, that didn't happen. Kyle Lowry was supposed to end up on the Sixers this year. Yes. And he ended up staying because I guess I guess they didn't offer enough for him and the Raptors just felt like Yeah. I think the the report was that the Raptors wanted Thibel, um, Tyrese Maxey and and a pick or two. And the Sixers were only willing to do one of them and a pick. And I think that was fair smart of the Raptors not to do that because um Kyle Lowry's way too good to just give him away for for like Thibel, as good as yeah. Thibel is. But if the six, and, I think the Sixers should have done it. Honestly, they should have just like, like they're so, not going to. So how like, would that work though? Like Simmons would probably stay at PG, and then Lowry would would. Well, that's either... the thing. Like he can be off ball, he can be on ball, he can sit in the corner, he can you know he can run screen and roll with Ben Simmons. That so, would be pretty so they so they'd have Lowry at the two running shooting guard. Yeah, and then because Simmons can't be a shooting guard. Well, they could do what what I think they would do is they would have. Like at let's say at the end of a game, like last couple minutes of a game, they would have uh, Kyle Lowry playing point guard, Ben Simmons being the main screener, 
or Joel Embiid being the main screener. And it would, the paint would be clogged, but he's good enough to either pull up for three if they, you know, if, if they sag. And if they, if they like kind of swarm him, like they probably would with Ben Simmons screening, then you have Ben Simmons playing the Draymond role where he just dumps it off and Ben Simmons going four on three, basically, um, to pass to the corner and like lob to Embiid. Like, I think it would be pretty unstoppable. And I, I can't believe they didn't do the trade. I would have done it in a second. If yeah. you do that trade for a championship and that's what it would, it would, I think it would not guarantee, but it would give them such a good shot at winning that I just 100%. Have to do it. Like Ben Simmons is a, as good of a passer as Draymond is. He does. He turns it over less. Um, can you imagine Ben Simmons replacing Draymond on the Warriors right now? Be pretty solid. Yeah. So, and I think that's what Kyle Lowry could do with them, but it's not going to happen. I guess it might happen in the off season sign and trade. Where do you think? Do you think? I don't think Kyle Lowry wants to leave Toronto, though. I think he's going to stay. People are saying he's going to leave, but I think he's going to stay. They're going to give him the money he wants, and you know, unless the Raptors like win the lottery and they draft Kate Cunningham or something, then they're going to keep him. Right. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go second round in the West. West. So. We both got Jazz and Clippers advancing. And then you have Nuggets. I have Blazers. And then you got the Suns. You got the Suns. I do. I I don't even have the Suns going. I have them winning one game. That's it. I, I think the Lakers are just going to dominate them with size. So I mean, this is a hedge. This is a hedge on LeBron sucking. So yeah. if, he, if he sucks, which he like, if he plays like he did against the Warriors, then they're not going to win. But first half, hard, like first half, it's hard to be, I mean, the second half, he he really just hit some jumpers. Like that's all it was. And it's he, gonna he be had harder. a couple bully ball moments. He did, he did, but he also still got like overpowered at the rim by Juan Toscano Anderson one too many times. That's true, and that's Andrew still, Wiggins, mind you, and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, that was that so, was the Andrew Wiggins revenge game for. Uh, yeah. LeBron trading him, <laughs> trading him immediately from the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Well, it was some one of the commentators. It was like, it was like Jason Williams or whatever, or not Jason Williams. What's the 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 guy who was in the motorcycle accident? What's his name? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, not yeah. white chocolate, but Jason. Yeah. What's his face? Yeah, whatever his, his I can't remember his name. He um he was like, oh, Andrew Wiggins had stops in Cleveland and stops in uh, Minnesota, like, and then he wound up. He's like, he's talking about him like as a journeyman, like he wasn't a. He was in Minnesota his whole career. He wasn't – he didn't have stops in Cleveland. I just thought that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I think I think LeBron's going to suck, so I have Phoenix going on. All right. Um, so who do you have for the second for Clippers uh, Jazz? I have Jazz just because I don't trust Paul George in the Flippers. Yeah, that's PG. totally fair. Way off P, playoff P, PG 13, 13% field goal percentage, whatever it is. I I just don't trust him. And Mavs won today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um it's it's not I, that's the best contingent for them. It's contingent on Donovan Mitchell being healthy, though. Yes, for sure. Which, yeah, they need they need a guy to score like as good as Jordan Clarkson is, he's not going to go toe to toe with Kawhi. No. Um, Donovan Mitchell can like potentially score with Kawhi, 
Donovan Mitchell is that dude. Yeah, he's legit. He's he's a bit he's like he's very close to being a chucker, if you ask me. His efficiency is not that good, and he takes a lot of shots. But also, like because of the team he's on, he just has to. So I'm not going to just call him a chucker. Um, I have I have the Clippers winning. So so for those who of us, for those viewers that are uninitiated, can you can you tell us what what's your definition of a chucker? What what does that mean? Uh, I mean, you got to think like Rudy Gay on the Raptors, like uh, like a guy who takes like 23, 24 shots a game who gets doubled occasionally and won't pass out of the double and will brick 55% of his shots. Just and take stupid shots. And yeah, and- he'll take like Rudy Gay. Will, like he, like Rudy Gay. Um, he, he actually said in an interview that he should have been wearing contacts. Should have been wearing contacts. He was blind and he was like shooting like 25% from three and he was taking like 25 shots a game. That's a chucker. So right. yeah, someone who's basically someone, someone who shoots below like 42% from the field and takes a lot of shots and acts like they're uh, they're Kobe or something at the end of a game. And Donald right. Mitchell was that in his rookie year, but he's since gotten way better. He's gotten a lot better. Yeah. So there you have it. There's a chucker. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so what? Okay. So you, you got the clips, I assume? I got clips in seven, which is, I hate doing it, but I think Kawhi, like he looked so good today. He's looked so good all, all year. And um, they just have like the, if they have the pedigree, they have the talent, like I don't see them choking this. And I think Paul George is going to turn it around as much as we like to hate on him. He's going to turn it around. You're going paper, man. Like Paul George. I mean, the thing is he's been terrible against the jazz in the playoffs. Like he had that infamous game on the thunder where he was like three points or something in game seven, like that bad. He was so bad. I just have this feeling that they're going to be good this year. Like, I just think, like, Serge Ibaka is pretty big. He's not – he's overrated, but he's good for them. And Rondo the is, like, about, huge for them. The thing about the Clippers, I think they're the most – they're, in my opinion, they're the scrappiest team in the league. Boogie Cousins, like, the most emotional player ever. He just he – he, he gets taken out of a game after one foul call, so he's, like, a wash for me. He, he's, he's a scrapper. Rondo's a scrapper. We all know Pat Bev's a scrapper. Patrick Patterson. Pat Patterson. No, he's 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 pretty soft. Um, <clears throat> who was I gonna say? Oh, Sergi Baca. Yeah. Sergi Baca. Do do not fuck with that man. Do oh, not yeah. mess around with him. He were you watching that game when he like uh in, against the Bulls when he uh on the Raptors when he almost punched Robin Lopez? Did you see uh, that? I I, I remember there was a player on the Cavs that like Marquis Chris. Yeah. And he like had him by the neck. He was like holding him like that. Yeah. That, that was like the scariest thing I've ever seen oh, in the yeah. NBA. He like, yeah. so it was Marquis Chris. He, he knocked him down or something. And then he, he, he like stood over him for, for like a split second. Yeah. Barely even noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> Serge Ibaka jumps up with like just a fire lit under his ass. He, he friggin' he pushes him against the the uh the post right yeah and has him by the neck he's just wailing on him like the (laughs) scariest thing for like a week or two or something like that (laughs) it was it was was ridiculous anyway so don't mess around with those guys there yeah i think they're tougher now i think like marcus morris too he's pretty tough oh yeah Um, big time so you know 
Rondo, I think Rondo was pretty big. Like if like today he was playing really well for them. I think that was a good pickup. So, I mean, this series could go either way, especially if Donovan Mitchell isn't healthy. Um, It could be a bad matchup for Utah, but um, I, I just had the jazz just because they've been so solid all year. And, and I just don't trust Paul George. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, I think in this series, Rondo is going to be like, I hate that I keep saying Rondo, but he's going to be huge for them, especially because like they're start, I think they're starting Reggie Jackson, who by the way, looks like he went to like the Adidas outlet store and picked up every single piece of equipment you could have and put it on. He's, he's got, got the like cream head- goggles on. He's hey. got a headband, cream goggles, tubes, shooting sleeves, some wristbands. Of, like it's insane. He looks, he looks, he, he looks, looks like, like that guy that shows up to the, the YMCA gym and, and just like you said, went to foot locker, picked up everything and, and just, <laughs> just ends up shooting bricks off. Yeah, he's just day. shooting bricks and turning the ball over and like getting blown by on defense. Like, so they're going to need Rondo, I think. Um, yeah, they should really just play Paul George at point guard. Honestly, he's he's a he's a good enough ball handler, and he 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 typically makes the right decisions with the ball in his hand. And the biggest problem with the Clippers this like yet like today was that Kawhi wasn't getting the ball at the end of the game, um, and that's where like he just needs to have the ball, you know, every possession and either take a shot or draw a double. And he was kind of getting looked off this whole game. So, you know, if they don't adjust that, then they're not going to go very far. But I have a feeling they're going to. They're going to say, well, we lost today because Kawhi didn't get the ball. And, um, yeah, and Kawhi looked really good. So, I do Kawhi have the Clippers great. in seven. I do think the Jazz are incredible, though, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the finals. Right. All right. All right. I can respect that. And we got uh, Lakers for you. I got Phoenix versus uh, Denver or Portland. We have a yeah, so, so we have there. we have two different teams. Yeah. But, I mean, between the Lakers and the Blazers – I got the Lakers. Yeah, it's not close. If the Lakers make the second round, then they're going to go to the finals, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because both the Blazers and the Jazz are a bad matchup. Clippers could give them trouble, but, I mean, LeBron is LeBron. And if AD AD plays with any sense of authority, no one's beating the Lakers. Yeah. For me, I got Phoenix beating Denver. Um. Phoenix. because basically because the same thing I told us, I, I talked about Chris Paul, he gets to play at Jokic. He gets a big man to play with, even though Jokic has been pretty solid on defense. It just lets him do what he wants to do. And I know I said that the guards on Portland uh, couldn't over overcome Jokic, but I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul can overcome Jokic, um, especially with no Jamal Murray. You know, I feel like Chris Paul is going to work Campuso all day. Um, so, uh, you know, are, are you are you are you calling him Campuso on, on purpose or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just getting that straight. <laughs> All right. All right. So since you mentioned Chris Paul, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do my Chris Paul thing. So there's this thing with Chris Paul. Okay. So Phoenix. Nobody really expected them to be competing for the first first seed, but um, you know, a lot of big surprises this year. Phoenix was one of them, and you know they've kind of been in Utah's shadow in this category because, uh, just just in terms of like the shock factor, because they did go seven and zero in the bubble last year, so people were expecting them to to give some sort of fight and um. Utah has been more 
solid overall, I'd say, but, you know, we, we all know what, what kind of an impact Chris Paul brings to a team, his leadership, all the little million, million things that he does on and off the court to impact his team and impact winning uh, that just don't show up on the stat sheet. So um, the guy has been in the MVP conversation at one point this year, whether or not that was just kind of a, a nod to what he's done over time in his career individually. Um, so, so how is Chris Paul similar to Leonardo DiCaprio, you ask? So this is how. So, so we all remember like the jokes that were happening back in, I, I don't know, a couple of years ago, probably 2015, 16 or something before Leonardo DiCaprio was awarded an Oscar, you know, he had been in so many big movies like Catch Me If You Can, Titanic, probably name a couple others. Um, uh, what has Leo not done in his career? But he hadn't won an Oscar. So, you know, after he put out The Revenant, I, it was 2016. It was 2016. Yeah, they get, they was, sort of, yeah. they gave him the Oscar for The Revenant. And I mean, this is no diss to The Revenant, but I mean, as an individual looking at The Revenant on its own, I, I don't think he would have won that Oscar very, very much. And Chris Paul didn't win the Oscar, but he got that nod just because like Leo, all these amazing things he had done in his career, uh, he, he had never won an Oscar despite all those little things. And Chris Paul, I mean, it's like, he came to Charlotte as, as a rookie. Um, wait, not Charlotte. Um, the Hornets, New Orleans Hornets. They were uh, a 22% winning team. And when he was there, he turned them to a 46% winning team. Same with the Clippers. When he first got there, they were 39% winning team. And he turned them to a 66% winning team in the time he was there. On the Rockets, 67% win turn them to a 79% OKC and OKC is a big one because I mean, they lost their, their two best players in Kevin Durant. And then, which then turned into Paul George uh, and Russell Westbrook. And so I believe ESPN rated them as 0.2% of making the playoffs. And Chris Paul comes in there and just absolutely just defies all expectations, leads this team of the youngest team in the NBA, like their average age was like 21 or something, brings them to the playoffs, and um, they end up taking the Houston Rockets led by Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden didn't win the MVP that year, but I mean... He won the MVP once or twice, a couple scoring titles. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was uh, twice. Anyway, so completely defies expectations. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of why after uh, all these, all these uh, impactful 
performances on these different teams, um, he got the MVP nod. So keeping on the topic of movies and, and TV, I was watching, have you seen Kitchen Nightmares before with Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a big Kitchen Nightmares guy. So funny. I've There's so many like, level. if you guys haven't seen it, it's like, uh, so basically there's all these failing restaurants with gordon ramsay he goes into these situations where these just idiotic restaurant managers that are just like stealing the tips from their waiters and giving them to the to the restaurant so they go back into the business or or just like all this wasteful all these wasteful practices like wasting food wasting money all these and so there's all these clips on the internet of Gordon Ramsay just like screaming and profanities at people. But he goes into these failing restaurants, these failing businesses, and uh, and brings them back into business, right? So Chris Paul is in one way, he's, he's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's also kind of like Gordon Ramsay because he goes into these failing franchises and and saves them. He, he He's such a leader. He does all these million things million little things to on the court and off the court to impact winning and he saves these franchises so so there you go that's how chris paul is the is both the gordon ramsay and the leonardo dicaprio of the nba i think those are two very good comfort comparisons thank you by, by the way uh in 20 it was 2015 that he won the oscar there's not a very strong performance that he had to go against there was like Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight or something like it was a pretty weak year. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I totally agree with the sentiment. Yeah, um, Gordon Ramsay is a good one too. But I feel like Gordon Ramsay probably doesn't like. I bet you if you go back three months after like he left, those restaurants have failed anyways. Probably. Like how many? Of them, how many of them like actually like? Oh, thanks, Gordon. Now, now that you came here, we're like a successful business. We're raking in the money, and we're all <laughs> our family is no longer in turmoil. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the only way to really fuck like save those franchises <laughs> just like hit the reset button fire yeah. the manager fire the owner like yeah they're going downhill yeah but, but yeah chris paul i chris paul to me is like he's either this, he's like a top three point card of all time he's so 11 all-star appearances he's number five all time in assists in the nba mm-hmm. so i mean just an outstanding incredible he's been all defense several times he's 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 basically been like the second or third best point guard in every season since he came into the maybe like a year after he came into the league and and what is he like six foot nothing he's he's like six feet in shoes basically so (laughs) he can like he can dunk he actually had a dunk i think this year um really but yeah but uh no he 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 had that he had that dunk last year in the all-star game yeah, he had that. Yeah, and everyone went crazy. I I yeah. love that. Everyone loved to see that. Yeah, he but he like he truly like he. If you go back and look at his playoff exits, because people will say, "Oh, he never won a ring. He, he can't be the best if he didn't win a ring." Most of the time, it's not been his fault. He had one year, I think, with the Clippers where he turned the ball over a couple times against the Thunder, I think, and the end of at the end Cla- of the game. Classic seven. Flippers. Classic. And it was flippers. like, yeah, just like that kind of sealed the deal for him. But every other time, like. I remember I was watching the series against the Spurs. Remember, like, I don't know if you remember, but it was the Spurs were the defending champs and the Spurs like sat all their guys the last game of the season. And they wound up like in the four or five matchup with the Clippers. It was like, a, it was just a mess with the seating. Cause those were the two best teams in the, in the West really. 
um, unless you look at the Warriors or the Thunder. But at that point, the Clippers were the favorites. Um, and so it was like a it was like a heavyweight battle in the first round. And Chris Paul in game seven, he like I think he tore his hamstring um in the fourth quarter and he kept playing and he wound up hitting a game winner over Tim Duncan and Kawhi. Like he like one of those like lopsided layups off the glass. It was absolutely insane. It was one of the best um game winners I've ever seen. And then he couldn't play the next he he tore his hamstring, he couldn't play. And that's just kind of like his career in a nutshell. Like he has always been good enough. It just never worked out for him. And it's, it's a shame because I think he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, uh, that Clippers team was amazing, but they always disappointed in the playoffs, which was terrible. I mean, because... that collapse was just absolutely, it was, it was pathetic. Oh, 27 missed threes in a row. It was, it was Josh. Well, no, the, when they collapsed against the Rockets, remember that? It was like Josh Smith and freaking, I don't know. It was like Josh Smith and Trevor Ariza, like, like destroyed them, came back from down 3-1. Jeez. It's, it's just terrible. Yeah. And then the, and, yeah, the, and the that Rockets. was, that was the year with, with Paul Pierce and Matt Barnes and yes. uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess they didn't Brutal. have it. No, but um, yeah, that, that Clippers team, like you ever go on YouTube and search best dunks of all time, most disrespectful dunks. There's always a Blake Griffin lob city dunk in there. I mean, there's always Paul. a Chris Paul pass to the dunk. Like every one of those dunks is Chris Paul. Every passes. single one. There's usually it's it's either Chris Paul to Blake Griffin or Chris Paul to to um, DeAndre Jordan back when he could jump over a sidewalk. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, that, that team was exciting. That was too fun. bad it yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, so that's so with all that history, I'm rooting for Chris Paul more than anyone this year, and you know that's why I've got him. I've got them going to the conference finals against the Clippers. I hope they do well because if they get blown up in in the first first leg of the playoffs by the Lakers, if, if LeBron shows up and AD shows up. I, I don't I, I can't see him yeah. staying. He'll probably go to the Knicks yeah. or something. Part of me part of me uh picked the Suns just out of like sheer will. Like I can will this to, to that to happen because I want them to win so bad. Um unfortunately I can't see them beating the Clippers. So I got yeah. the Clippers going to the finals. All right. So there's my spiel and um all our uh all our playoff picks. So, so we you didn't get clear. to the uh, we didn't get to the uh, conference finals. Conference the, finals. You didn't say who you got for the West in the conference. Who's going to go to the final for the West? So you got Clippers, Suns, and yeah, then you I got Clippers winning. And then you got Clippers winning going to the final. And then you have Sixers. So you have Clippers, Sixers in the final. Yeah. That that could be interesting. I I would like that to happen because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of the whole net situation. Me either. I mean, we could do a whole another episode about that and super teams, but let's just yeah. not go into that. Um, not a fan of the Nets, but I have so I have Jazz beating the Clippers just because I don't trust Paul George. Of course. And Lakers beating the Blazers and going to the conference. 
I have Lakers in the final against the Nets. Oh, Nets. Yeah. Lakers Nets. That that would be I mean that that's that's Adam Silver's wet dream right there. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, like I'm like I would struggle to watch that series unless it was like I don't know. I just there's no one to root for, you know. It's it's not fun. It, that because that means the Nets are actually good, and that sucks. That, that sucks. Means Lakers, that means Lakers Lakers are good, and I like I like LeBron. I think he's he's the best player of this generation. But I don't want to like I just don't want to watch it. The Nets the Nets winning winning it all would just break so many years of coaching philosophies like oh you have to have chemistry you have to have guys that like each other and play together these guys haven't played together like today was the first game they played together today was the first time he was a starting lineup they did like ugh, it it would be so disgusting i don't want to see them making it to the final but i mean I was I was born at night, not last night. So I I I can't I can't I can't see a team beating them. I would love the Sixers to be to be better and to to triumph over them. And a Lakers Sixers series would be great in the yeah. finals. But um, yeah. So, so who do you have winning then? You have the Nets winning. Uh, I mean, okay, so this is, this isn't, this is any, this is no surprise. It's dependent on LeBron and AD's health, but I, I could see, I could see LeBron and AD doing it. If, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, I could see them winning it. If, if this is 2018 LeBron and, and uh, last year's AD, they could do it. I could see it happening. Gonna be, he's going to be four and nine in the finals now. <laughs> Is that is, <laughs> is uh that a strike against him? Four and he was, he was three and six, six, and then he was four and seven. No, he's four, three, and, four six. and seven. He's he's four and six right now. All right, right. So he's yeah. So he would be, be five and six and versus four and seven. Four and seven. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a stain on his career, isn't it? Uh, it is. I I don't. He's never going to catch Jordan. I'm not one of, I think I think making the finals is is like he shouldn't get docked for making the finals with a bad team. So I, I agree. I think he's yeah. I think I think he's. Like whatever all the finals has been through is incredible. like the fact that he dragged his sorry ass Cavs team, like good for nothing, 07 and 2018 Cavs yeah. teams. Those teams had nobody. Mo Williams, Matt, like 14 as well. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, both non existent. Uh, 2018, they should have had Kevin Love, but he was too depressed to step foot on the court which sucks but i mean yeah mental health is a real thing yeah shouldn't be taken for granted um 2018 he had jordan clarkson and and who else like larry nance larry nance jr yeah. 2014 sorry 2015 he had matthew delvadova <laughs> like stop it just stop yeah oh seven yeah. who did he have like uh zadrunas ogalskis and uh, Mo Williams, and uh, didn't he have like the guy who like banged his mom? Like, yeah, he banged his. Yeah, he hit that guy. What was uh, his name? Allegedly, and now he's homeless or something. Yeah, we uh, both know what we're talking about. <laughs> he's the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Uh, um. It, but anyways, if any, if I, it, I don't, I don't count it against him. If anyone watching this remembers the name of the guy we're talking about, make sure to drop that in the comments. 
Delonte West. Delon, there it is, Delonte West. There we go. Yeah. How how could Shout I shout out to Delonte West? Hopefully he's doing all right. Hopefully he's doing better. I think Mark Cuban helped him out or something. <laughs> he's helping him out, yeah. Um, so I'll I'll say I have uh, Philadelphia beating the uh, Clippers in the finals. Philadelphia. I would like that. I would like to see Joel Embiid win one. I also want that to happen so they don't think they have to trade for Kyle Lowry because I want Kyle Lowry to stay. Right. I I want Joel Embiid to win one. I don't want Ben Simmons to win one. That guy sucks. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think it would be pretty fun. I also think, like, matchup-wise, uh, Ben Simmons can do as good a job as anyone on Kawhi, and uh, Embiid will dominate Zubats or Serge Ibaka or whoever they put on him. Nice. And Danny Green will like somehow hit eight threes in one of those games. Fiebel will turn Paul George into like a role player. <laughs> He'll have a meeting out of his hand. Yeah. All right. So that's it for playoff predictions. Um, you want to do some some power rankings or power rankings? Uh, we we I mean we kind of really did that with the with the playoff predictions. We can yeah. do, we could do the regular season awards real quick. All right, let's do that. Okay, so what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with MVP combo. Uh, okay, well, I got um, – I have Jokic, and I had Jokic from the beginning, really, even when Embiid was playing crazy. Um, like, his, his – uh, if you watch Jokic play, like, it's, it's – have you seen him do his somber shuffle? You know that shot I'm talking about? No. The, uh, okay, it's when he does his, like, one-leg fadeaway thing. It's where like he shoots off the off the same leg that he's fading on. It's like absolutely insane. It's un, it's unstoppable, and he makes it every time he, sh- he shoots. Oh it. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a turnaround Dirk fade kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like on the same leg, so his balance is all off. It's crazy. It, with one knee up, right? Yeah, like he likes he. It's like a sidestep, but with 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 his off knee, he goes up and he's got yeah. It's totally crazy. Um, and it's like every time he makes it, it's like I just want it's just incredible. Um. <laughs> So yeah, but other, uh, anyways, he's I have him in fantasy, so I've been like watching every stat line he's got too, and it just like normally he starts the season poorly, but this time he was like you know skinny Jokic, he just got going right away. You know, it was like at the start of his career he was good, but he was he was way too pass first. He wasn't he wasn't yeah. that guy yet, and yeah. he's kind of really realized even more so now that Jamal Murray's out that like when his team is down, when they need him to go off, he he will put the ball on the floor and take it to the rim and the next play he'll he'll bring it down and then he'll get double teamed pass it off to a guy like i don't know some some crazy between two guys but he he also whines a lot if you want if you watch him live he whines almost as much as luca does i i I saw that one play where he was he was like screaming at the reps and he gets hacked though like he gets hacked he does. I, like, he, I mean, like, it's he, the only thing that people can do, though. Like, what else are you going to do against? Yeah, because he, he can hit. He hits all these like teardrops from like every spot on the floor. So he's been more aggressive. It's been really fun to watch. It's it has. I think been. Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray going down helps his case because now it's like, well, Jamal went. Jamal Murray went down, and they've been better. And they've been better. It's yeah. it's it's stupid. So, it shouldn't make sense. But, yeah. um, I I think I think though. Actually, maybe not since since Murray went down. But if Embiid hasn't missed so many games, it, it would have been a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he. I think the media was saying he was the MVP, but um, 
honestly, from the beginning, like Jokic was so solid. Like he's so solid defensively that his offensive, like it's the best offensive season for like a big guy ever. Yeah. Um, so like, to me, like that's enough for MVP and he's, his team is not that good or his team is very good. Um, but they've had so many injuries um, and he's been able to just keep them afloat. He's, he's played every game or like almost every game. Uh, so yeah, I just, I think he's been incredible and I, it's yeah, I think he's so fun to watch. So I think we're pretty much on agreement with that. I'm, I do I'm have just... a quick, I have a quick little, uh, I think Rudy Gobert should be in the voting. He should be up there. Like he's that good defensively. And I hate Rudy Gobert. I'm like, I'm not a for MVP. Of yes. So or DPOY. No, for, well, for DPOY, but MVP. Here's why. He's Rudy Gobert's defense is so game changing. Like he, he makes, he, he's the reason why the Jazz are that, are that good. And I would, I would compare his defense to like a, like a, a Jokic on offense. Like that's how he controls every moment on defense. He allows the Jazz to do everything they want to do. He um, offensively, he's like, he's pretty. He doesn't, he doesn't play his, offense. Well, so, well, his screen assists are like major for them. Like, he, okay. like they okay, shoot so true. well from three because like every other big guy in the NBA just like slips screens and doesn't want to take contact. He'll just, he'll set a rock hard screen and like send some guy to the floor. And Joe what's what's his what's three. his wingspan? Oh, it's like seven. It's like seven six or seven seven or something like that. It has it's to seven. be like seven, yeah. at least so seven like, six. To me, MVP is like he like it's his impact on both on especially on defense, but on both sides of the floor. Like without him, the Jazz would not be. They would just they'd be a lottery team if you ask me. Like that's yeah. what he is. So yeah. I hate to give all the credit to to Gobert because it's freaking annoying. But um, <laughs> I, like he's not like I wouldn't vote for him, but I think he should, he deserves to be like you know, third or fourth. He's good, but he's just, he's just a bum. Yeah. He's a bum. If you, but if you just, if you took his defense and just made like, like made an offensive player out of him, that it was equivalent to his defense, it would be 35 points a game. Like Seth Curry kind of like changing the, the game for his whole team. So yeah. that's how good he was on defense. So I'm, I just give him a shout out. And you know what, as much as I dislike Rudy Gobert, I'm glad that it was Rudy and not Steph Curry that, that you <laughs> that you said. Anyways, uh, so what's next? All right, what's next? Uh, let's go rookie of the year. This one was really tough. I have uh, I have I have Anthony Edwards. I do too. He, I think he played um, all season. Yeah, yeah, he played all like his his start was very rough, but the way he ended the season, like he's it's it's actually been amazing like he's he's like getting 25 5 and 5 like it's nothing and he's playing like a free safety on defense like getting five steals a game or whatever i mean um, mind you he's on he's on minnesota and they yeah. suck well they so. turned they've, they've been a lot better actually since the all-star break like they they were close to, they played themselves out of a draft spot like they're gonna which be is pick really them. dumb i don't, I don't really know bad. why they it's did. just like it's just a, the franchise is stupid. <laughs> it just it just shows how shows how stupid their front office yeah. and their franchise is as yeah. as a whole. It's just it doesn't make sense. But, but yeah, you're right. For him, he was incredible, and he was a big reason why they were so successful. Um, part of it was like Chris Finch from the Raptors coming over, new head coach. He's been really good. Ryan Saunders, he's a nice guy, but he was not a good head coach. So can we say um, that though, if Lamelo hadn't got injured, he probably would have won it. Yeah. I think so. But the way he came back, he missed a lot of games and he came back and was pretty bad. Yeah. So 
it's the way it's too bad because Lamelo was really fun and I like I can't wait to see how how good he like to me I was shocked at how good he was. Um, I was too. I, I think everyone was. I thought he was going to be so bad. Like I thought he was going to be a bust. Honestly, M- MJ was kind of he was known as being one of the worst owners, and this year he he kind of elevated him elevated yeah. himself out of that position because yeah. Charlotte was finally watchable. Yeah, they were fun. They were good. And, and part Lamello of that was a big reason. A big part of that was Lamelo. Also, can you imagine if they took James Wiseman? Just it would have been a, oh. a nightmare for them. Ooh. Yeah. And um, I, I I still think Wiseman is pretty good. He's going to be good, but he's he is a project. It's a long time for him. Yeah. He, and it was, um, it was a tough position for him. He also MJ took a chance on Gordon Gordon Hayward on a question very questionable contract. Yeah. It's too bad he wasn't healthy for the playoffs. It would have been. They really needed him. Um, game. Yeah. Okay. So Edwards, rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, also, shout out Tyrese Halliburton. He was pretty solid, but not quite there. You want to take a quick break? Yeah. All righty. So we're back. And um, one thing I almost forgot. So, you know, I'm never one to pat myself on the back, but uh, one of the thing, one of the many things I do have in common with, with uh, MJ the goat, um, we both showed our uh, our GM skills this year because, in fantasy, uh, I picked Terry Rozier as a late pick, and he had an outstanding. Oh yeah, absolutely outstanding season. Um, one of the, another reason why, um, why Charlotte was so, was actually super exciting this year. I mean, yeah. Miles Bridges, dunk of the year candidate, uh, Lamella Ball, Gordon Hayward, once again, uh, Terry Rozier. They also had that other guy, uh, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. I'm a, I'm a Devontae Graham hater, actually. He's, I, okay. he's a chucker. He is a trucker, but he had he had a good, very good start to the season. Second half of the season was questionable, but yeah, I, I do agree. Is his uh, he's 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 um, it's good for him that he's that he's playing well sometimes, but um, I think like long term for the Hornets, he can't really be part of the future for them. With um, with they're gonna have to pick between Terry Rozier and him. Right, they, they're they're way too point guard heavy. Yeah. They have a lot of – I mean, it's good to have a lot of creators on offense, and it's fun that LaMelo doesn't dominate the ball, even though he's a playmaker. Um, and, like, the one thing Graham is a spot-up shooter. He's a, he can sit in the corner, but I just think he can't have that many guards, especially on defense. He's not good. So, yeah. he's Like, he can hold his own, but he's not um, long-term for them. They, they have to get talent upgrade, and he's one of the guys I think is going to be expendable. Yeah, he's going to be a, a trade piece for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's – it's funny you mentioned that uh, Lamelo being like not so ball dominant. I find he's he's kind of like uh, Facundo in in the way that he has so many just unnecessary flashy plays. Yeah. Well, I I I really hope they don't turn Lamelo into like the James Harden, Luka Doncic, like give him the ball and spread out and let him do his thing and the yeah. pass. Like I just it's so boring to watch, and the, the Hornets were so fun to watch this year because they moved the ball and they, they ran, they, they moved off the ball. They, they ran pick and roll. They, 
they did all the stuff that made him and Lamella didn't dominate the ball, but he, when, he had, when he had the ball, it was fun. And when he, he could play off the ball a little bit, I just, I hate teams that have their guy and they're like, this is our guy. So he's going to touch the ball every play. Yeah. I just don't think that's the way to win. And it's not fun to watch. So I hope they don't do that with Lamella because he's so much fun. Agreed. All right. All right. What's the next category? Six man. Sure. Six man. Yeah. I got Derek Rose. It's really tight for me though. I think he's been really good. I would love it for, I would love for it to be Derek Rose. As I said, can't hate Derek Rose. If you're hating, if you're hating on Derek Rose, stop watching this, stop listening, get off my page, unsubscribe. Um, but I think it has to be Jordan Clarkson. I, I like I it kind of has to be Jordan Clarkson, but um, you know I think I think Joe Ingles is like really is equally as important for the Jazz off the bench, um, and so that kind of like hurts Jordan Clarkson's case for me. Um, and like the other thing is that if you think about six men, like I think six men, uh, they they typically come off the bench and finish games. And Jordan Clarkson, if the Jazz are like perfectly healthy and they're playing well, he's not going to finish the game for them. He, they're going to have Conley and, and Mitchell and, you know, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles will finish the game for them. So he's really like, he going to actually be their sixth man. Whereas Derek Rose is closing for the Knicks off the bench. Um, that's so actually like that's, a very good point. Yeah. So for me, like, I think Derek Rose is really fun. Also, a, another like shout out Jalen Brunson from the Mavericks was really solid this year. He's, uh, I don't know if you watched them at all, but. He's like, he's pretty fun. I saw him today. He was very good today. Yeah. Like he's, he's the kind of guy, like he wishes he could just back down his man every single possession and like shoot a post hook, but he's six foot one or whatever. So he can't do that. But he's, um, he was solid defensively. He's very good too. Um, so yeah, he's not going to win, but I just thought he's, he's, he's a good, you know, top five guy for that award. Good honorable mention. Yeah. All right. Uh, DPOY defensive player. I think you know what I'm going to say. Let's go bear. Has to be Gobert. Yeah. I, other candidates. You know what? You know what I find funny? Because Giannis was the two-time MVP and a de- defensive player of the year last year. And he hasn't changed anything about what he's been doing. No, it's it's voter fatigue, right? It's 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 voter fatigue. <laughs> it's like he's been doing the same stupid. thing year after year, and he's he's barely even in the conversation. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. I would, I would, put, I would put him second in MVP this year. I think Jokic has been better than him, straight up. But you know, DPOY, <clears throat> I think Rudy Gobert has also improved uh, compared to where he was. Like, he's not going to get played off the floor like he did against Houston two years ago. He's just better than that now. Um, and so, like, I, I could, I, I could see having Giannis second in DPOY as well. Because like people are making the argument that it should be like Ben Simmons for DPOY. And to me, Ben Simmons doesn't he doesn't like drastically change the the the, the game, like every possession or for a whole team the entire season, the way Rudy Gobert does. It's just not the same thing. Like in, in single in, in high leverage moments, you can put Ben Simmons on the other team's best player and say we've got it, this is as, as good as we can do. But Rudy Gobert like has his fingerprints on the entire like identity of the jazz in a way that Ben Simmons just can't as a guard. Mm. So that's why I think Rudy Gobert is, is DPOI for me. Other, uh, other candidates, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Draymond Bam Adebayo so. has to get an honorable mention. Yeah. If you're looking at guards, Fred Van Vliet should get a little shout out. Cause he, he, 
he gets his like block steal things like every 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 game and he hounds opposing guards like like if you look at stat sheets every single game that the super the star on the other team doesn't play well against the raptors and that's because of red van vliet um well if you're putting if you're putting fred in the conversation i think uh drew holiday tj mcconnell has to be in the mcconnell tj his has been like like the single most fun player to have on fantasy this year he's dropping like 15 and 15 and like eight steals games like all the time yeah he's he's tj mcconnell's been awesome he's he's the steals champ so yeah well he should actually get a shout out for six man like he's like he was really good this year he was so all right all right so we got mvp rookie six man defensive player of the year uh, what okay you want to do coach or most improved player first up to you all right let's do coach of the year okay what do you have i got tibbs okay that's a fair pick he he did help the knicks like with their culture quite a bit um i would i have uh quinn snyder because the jazz have like they're not as talented as a lot of the teams at the top of the west and they're still doing that well and part of that is Rudy Gobert's defense, but part of it is like they're a well-oiled machine on both ends of the floor because they're just ready to play every game. Absolutely. You know, there's also been so have, many. Um, sorry, go ahead. Like, there's been so many big shockers this year. The Suns being good, well, not really because they went seven zero in the bubble, but Utah being so solid. Um, the Lakers kind of sucking a little bit. Um, the Wizards being an actual sort of a contender, not really. Um, but I think the two big ones are how good the Jazz have been. And um, what's the other one? I think the Suns. Yeah. yeah and I also uh, have, oh, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, the oh, Hornets. Yeah Charlotte, Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, I thought was going to be terrible, but they're awesome. I also have in the coach of the year, just as another one of these shout outs for uh, Taylor Jenkins coach of the grizzlies okay um because the grizzlies are like really young and they're they have they have talent but they're not like to me if you just look at not at the you know the rosters they shouldn't be in the playoffs and they are and that's because i think taylor jenkins has them playing really well and he, and he has like their rotations down really well he's got jb playing a lot which most coaches have never done before and yeah he just seems to get a lot out of everyone like dylan brooks shouldn't be as good as he is no he shouldn't Memphis shouldn't be as and Jared, and Jared Jackson Jr. was injured for the whole season almost, yeah. and they're still that good. So, yeah, I think I think he should definitely be up there. Um. All right. Last, not least, uh, most improved player. I think this one. This one's easy for me. It's Julius Randall. Julius. But the thing is, Julius Randall was always pretty talented. Oh yeah. So here's my case for Julius Randall. He was always talented and there's always like a, the, the, the lottery picks who like in their third year, get the MIP, like Brandon Ingram when it's like, well, he's, that's kind of who he's supposed to be. Is he really the MIP? But Julius Randall last year was like really bad. He, uh, Knicks fans hated him. They wanted to, they, like they drafted Obi Toppin and they're like, well, we got to get rid of Julius Randall for Obi Toppin now. Obi yeah. Toppin. Oh, yeah, oh, Obi Toppin. Yeah. He's somehow he's 23 years old, but, um, anyways, uh, Julius Randall, like he was taking terrible shots. He was breaking shots. He was a chucker last year. He defensively, he was a sieve. He was turning it over, taking mostly just breaking mid-range shots and also breaking shots from the corners. And Julius this year, Randall 
Julius Randle to New York is like what LeBron was to the Cavs to to Cleveland. Well, here's the thing. Like this year, I looked at his at his like percentages. He's shooting like 45% on turnaround jumpers, which is like elite, 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 like really, really amazing. And last year it was like terrible on turnaround jumpers. And he's also shooting like above 45% on corner threes when last year he was shooting 20% on corner threes. And so like, that's where his offense is coming from now. And like, that's like, to me, that's like drastic improvement because he went from an inefficient chucker to like a franchise cornerstone in one year. That's and it wasn't looking good for him last year, but his like every, and, and the fact that he's been able to do it against big, big teams, like really good teams. And he's just going head to head with these guys and he's been efficient. You know, he's dropping like 38, 18 games on really good teams. So like, like last year, I honestly, I thought he was going to be, you know, off the bench out of the league in a couple of years and he's been amazing. So that's most improved for me. Who do you have? Uh, that's a tough one. Make a good case for, for Randall because I've heard a lot of stories about uh, that came out this year, especially with what happened to Kobe, like just Kobe's mentorship on Randall and how he's really just been working his ass off, you know, Mamba mentality and all that. And that. <laughs> like, forget how corny that sounds, but he, he really put in the work. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go MPJ. That's a good one. I really like, I mean, what you said about, he, he was pretty good in the playoffs last year, but he was still like a weak third option. And he's, he's kind of, he's been really efficient from three this year. He can defend a little bit. He's really just turned up his game. And part of the reason, obviously the biggest thing is Jokic, why the Nuggets have been so dom so good this year, just like so solid, but I think a big part of it is MPJ. Michael Porter Jr. is just really solid. He's 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 a solid, sometimes a second option for. Uh, well, I mean, right now, right? Right now he is for sure. But yeah. he he's just been lighting it up, and uh, you know the the Nuggets' regular season record is uh, is a testament to that. Yeah, I mean they wouldn't be anywhere without him. You can't just have one guy. Um, unless, I mean, maybe Jokic is that good. He could, it could be just him, but, um, he's been really, really, really solid. Like he's basically like an elite scorer already. And he's only been playing NBA minutes for like, if you combine all the minutes he's played, it's probably equal to one season at this point. Um, the only thing with him is like, I feel like Michael Malone finally trusts him to play the way he wants to play. And if Michael Malone had trusted him last year, he would be very close to what he's doing now obviously he's more comfortable now and defensively he's like vastly improved but offensively like he could put up 30 last year pretty easily and and i think um michael malone probably rightly so like held him back a bit until he's at where he is now um but yeah that's that's a pretty good pick he's, he's been awesome all right so i guess that just about uh covers it for regular yeah. season awards I think uh, I think that's about it, unless there's yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, this is I mean, a long one today, man. Oh yeah, we got we got it in. I mean, we covered a lot. So yeah, we did. Awesome. We'll, well see what happens. I'll definitely be putting some bets in uh, at some point in some of these games. hundred percent. So far, doing really well. So these uh, playoff games are gonna be fun. Yeah, let's uh, 
Let's maybe do another one like midway through the, the playoffs or something. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. I uh, really appreciate it. it. Was I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a uh, good talk NBA for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more in-depth sports analysis and bruise reviews, make sure to follow us on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Till next time. And remember, don't stop bruising.